This podcast is sponsored by Ball in Maidstone, your brand new luxury sports and gaming bar with American pool, table tennis, beer pong, live sports, delicious food and bottomless brunches. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, it's Wednesday, February the 23rd. Hope you're okay. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. First up, a man's appealing court today, charged with murder and arson after a woman died in a house fire in Folkestone. Emergency crews were called to a blaze on Shawncliffe Road last Thursday. 24-year-old Liam Petz, who lives on the same street, is due at Crown Court on Friday. Six years after their son was murdered in Cyprus, the parents of a Kent man have been meeting government officials today as their long battle for justice continues. 22-year-old George Lowe, who was born in Gravesend and lived in Dartford, was stabbed in Ayanapa in 2016. He'd been on holiday there with his friend Ben, who was injured after the pair got involved in an altercation on the last day of their visit. An inquest in 2019 was told Mr Lowe was stabbed in the neck and lung. Well, two men were arrested in connection with the case, but were allowed to leave northern Cyprus without being charged. It's thought they're now in Turkey. George's parents, Martin and Helen, spoke ahead of today's meeting and shared their thoughts on whoever killed their son. Cowards, weren't they? Yeah. And to think that one of them at the time was the same age as George and the other one was 42, 20 years older. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I can't understand it scum of the earth you go through all the different emotions but i think the one that lasts the longest is the anger because you know we're never going to see george none of his siblings are they've lost out he's lost out and we've lost out but they're they're still living their life how they want to live their life yeah you know they can see their family they can celebrate special occasions with their family and george has lost out on that and we've lost out on George. It's very hard. I don't know about our chances, but all I can say is we'll never stop trying. No, none we won't. We won't ever. When we went to see George in the mortuary, we promised him we'd do all we could. Yeah. And we won't go back on that. We just want what should be done. We want them to be brought to justice. Yeah. I would like Turkey to hand them over and for them to face trial in southern Cyprus and they'll be found guilty to to serve prison time, hopefully life prison, so they don't walk the streets again. You know, we've got life, you know, without our son and they should serve life in prison. It's it's all very frustrating and um, having to cope with that it's draining, very draining. They just but, should do the right thing and and hand, hand them over yeah. so that they can face, you know, trial. We really want to know what they're doing to help us, what the police are doing, if they're still working on the case Yeah. over in Ironapa. And what the response is from Turkey. Yeah. What, you know, why aren't you handing them over? We're just hopeful. Yeah. We can't do anything but pray and hope. And yeah. Uh, we won't give up until we do get justice. We just keep going. It might take 10, 20 years, but we will carry on until we get justice. We pray that we, we will get justice. 
but we won't rest until we do. It's very important because I don't feel as though we've, we've grieved and until we get justice, that part is, is finished with and we can start to grieve for the loss of our son. But till then we can't rest. It's hard to live a normal life. Yeah. You try and be normal for the family and and we are, but it's you've always got that black cloud over us and you know, it just for George he it, had so much to give. So much did. more life to live. Yeah. Kent Online News. Some news from court now, and a man's been given a five-year restraining order after being found guilty of stalking Kent tennis player Emma Raducanu. The 35-year-old walked 23 miles to the teenager's home in Orpington last year, then stole her dad's shoe as a souvenir. He's also been sentenced to an 18-month community order, including 200 hours of unpaid work. A former Canterbury police officer who assaulted his ex's friend has been told to do 100 hours of unpaid work. Video emerged of Robbie Egan targeting the man in a car in June last year following the split. The 30-year-old from Fernley Avenue in Herne Bay admitted the offence at an earlier hearing and has also resigned from the force. More details have been announced today about an inquiry into the crimes of David Fuller, the man who murdered two women in Tunbridge Wells and carried out abuse in hospitals. He was jailed, you may remember, last year for killing Wendy Nell and Caroline Pierce in 1987, as well as dozens of other offences in mortuaries. Well, the inquiry will look at employment checks and supervision that was carried out, as well as access to restricted areas in the hospital where he worked as an electrician. Former Sports Minister and Chatham and Aylesford MP Tracy Crouch has called for Russia not to host the final of this year's Champions League. She's asking UEFA to urgently reconsider switching it to another venue amid what's been described by the Prime Minister today as increasingly threatening behaviour by Russia towards Ukraine. The final is due to take place in St Petersburg Stadium in May. Meantime, the UK is sending more weapons to Ukraine after President Putin ordered troops into breakaway regions in the east of the country. Mike Tapp is a former British military intelligence officer from Kent. He says a lot of people are getting nervous about a full-scale war. All of those nations bordering Russia are now worried. This is all created by Vladimir Putin, who has put 190,000 troops on that border because he's never got over the fall of the Soviet Union and sees Ukraine as a part of Russia. And we have to stand strong and united. Putting 190,000 troops on the border of a country waiting and then going over is quite simply an invasion. Um, they're uninvited and it's it's a completely illegal move. Mike was speaking on the lowdown on our Facebook Live last night. Tonight's episode is going to be looking at the scrapping of COVID restrictions from tomorrow. You can watch when it's live from six o'clock and use the comments to pose your questions to the experts. The Kent Online Podcast with Ballin Maidstone. Police are hunting two men who set fire to four cars in Chatham. The vehicles were damaged in the arson attack in the early hours of yesterday while parked inside the secure compound of a business on New Road. Officers believe the men got in through the children's play area next door. A man who led police on a chase after breaking into a house and stealing a car in Gravesend has been jailed for more than two years. Tommy Lloyd used a screwdriver to get into the property on Denholm Road last August, then took the keys and reversed the Audi into a wall while 
while trying to get away. The 21-year-old from Bennett's Castle Lane in Dagenham drove the stolen car to Ilford, where he was eventually arrested. An inmate has died after an incident at a Kent prison. 41-year-old Stuart Essen passed away in hospital after emergency crews were called to Rochester Jail earlier this month. An officer was also injured on the same day, although the prison service say it was unrelated. A Faversham woman's been left concussed after a can of drink was thrown at her head from a passing car. Aria Miller has suffered crippling headaches and memory issues since it happened and had to go to hospital for a brain scan. Well, the CT scan came back clear, but the 22-year-old was kept in hospital overnight. Police say they're continuing to investigate. Now, the Kent Online podcast has been told we still have a long way to go before reaching equality for those in the LGBTQ plus community. It comes as we near the end of the UK's Pride History Month. We've been speaking to Chris Garner, who's also known as Maidstone drag queen Madam Mumu, and he says work still needs to be done. There are still issues in the sense of, I suppose it's people's behaviour towards gay people. In terms of change, where I live in Maidstone, um, there's not a single safe space, a place that LGBTQI people could actually go and you know, call themselves safe. I used to be able to be dropped off at County Hall and then I'd walk down Week Street to work. Um, I now don't feel safe doing that because of comments or uh, behaviours of people towards me just dressed in drag going to do my job. I've experienced a homophobic attack where, um, you know, during one of our karaoke nights, um, it's a very queer environment. You know, people come in and they kind of don't, deal with the people that are in there you know this this woman ended up being quite aggressive and obviously threw her drink in my face I think as a gay person is is it ever safe just being a gay person um I mean a couple of months ago my partner was just walking down the street and um these kids did say some homophobic slurs and then kicked him in the back. And you can read our special report on this story at Kent Online. Kent Online reports. A fundraising campaign's underway to help save a group of starving puppies and their mum after they were rescued from a home in Canterbury. The American bulldog, who's been named Daisy May, was found with ten tiny puppies, although one has sadly died. They're being looked after by the Guardian Angels Dog Rescue in Herne Bay, but need a lot of medical attention before they can be rehomed. You can see pictures of them on the website today. One of our most read stories is about claims Airbnb properties are strangling trade at traditional guest houses in Herne Bay. More and more people are said to be using the online platform when they visit the seaside town. One business owner says the situation's so bad it's become unviable and he's been forced to close his B&B and turn it into flats. Well, you can read the full interview with Nick Coffin and let us know what you think by heading to the story on Kent Online. Messages of support have been pouring in for a Kent campaigner who's been diagnosed with cancer. Paula Hudgel from Kings Hill is the adoptive mum of seven-year-old Tony, who had to have both legs amputated after being abused by his birth parents. She's helped him raise thousands of pounds for charity and introduce tougher prison sentences for child cruelty. She says she'll fight the illness head-on, just like Tony always has. A primary school could take on hundreds more pupils if a proposed £10 million expansion plan is agreed. An extra 240 places would be created at Rocheville Church of England Academy in Norfleet, which would be moved to a new location on London Road. Kent County Council say it'll help with the lack of primary school places currently available in the area. 
Meantime, an inquiry is going to be held after hundreds of special needs children in Kent weren't provided with school transport. The council's made changes to travel arrangements, but some weren't finalised in time for the start of the new term. Bosses have apologised and say there'll be a thorough review into what went wrong and how lessons can be learned. Now, the boss of a theatre company that's running workshops in Kent is hoping British Sign Language will soon be used more widely. A new law will reach the committee stage in Parliament today and it's hoped it'll encourage more support in public services for the deaf community. Stephen Viverswebb is the artistic director at DLive and spoke to us by his interpreter, Cathy. We're campaigning that, yes, there should be a BSL bill and a BSL act so that we, the deaf community, can have access to services in our native language. What's vital is that you give parents access for both languages you talk about the benefits of speech yes but the benefits of sign language too and I do hope that you know seeing Rose on Strictly seeing her using sign language every week I hope that that absolutely will inspire deaf children and teenagers themselves to think well I can do that too deaf actors performing on TV at the moment in other roles in um, high profile theatre venues as well you know when I was younger we didn't see that the opportunities were very rare. And I think now there are a lot more opportunities for deaf performers. There's absolutely a big difference. So, yes, we do hope that the BSL bill will become an act very soon. Recent figures from the British Deaf Association suggest that on any day, up to a quarter of a million people use some British sign language. A popular escape room experience will return when it moves to a Medway pub and zoo. Bosses of Escape Plan Live were forced to leave their location in Chatham, but are now planning to create what they call their most ambitious game yet are the Fen Bell Inn and Zoo in Who. The new attraction will be built inside a double-decker bus with the hopes of opening in May. And head to Kent Online today to see Margate's Dreamland as it's transformed ahead of being used in a film directed by Sam Mendes. The amusement park's iconic signs have been removed and will be replaced with the words Empire Cinema. Olivia Coleman and Colin Firth will star in Empire of Light with filming due to start next month. Kent Online Sport. Football and Gillingham remain five points from safety in League One following a goalless draw against AFC Wimbledon at Priestfield last night. It means they've now gone three games without a win and only managed to pick up two points from those matches as they battle relegation. Well, boss Neil Harris spoke to us after the final whistle. Not quite sure how it finished, nil-nil. Um, it's the best we've played. It's the best we've played with the football since I've been here. Um, it was edgy, scrappy at times. Um, thought the real moments of quality come from us. Some of our build-up play was was good to get in good areas. Um, and what we showed tonight is when we get the quality right in the final third, we can be creative. Um, um, obviously, it's missing at times, you know, because we've got personnel missing. But tonight we, we made enough chances to win two or three games of football there. Um, but we played on the front foot. We had a reaction certainly from Saturday, which I asked of the players and, and promised the fans. Um, we just couldn't get the ball in the net, could we? And you know, I think that's been been a story of the season, not just in in the last few games. Um, but I just said to the players there that it's, it's, a, it's a performance to build off for us. It's seven points in four games at Priestfield, and um, you know we have to we have to follow that performance up with a real good performance at Lincoln Saddy. I thought some of the individual performances were outstanding. Uh, collective as a team, like I said, it's, it's the most sustained pressure we've had. We could build attack after attack um, and, and get into good areas. I thought Ryan Jackson's energy was, was excellent tonight. His pace really helped the team as well. Um, the scramble at the end probably sums it up, didn't it? 
Um, you know, probably could have scored three goals in the last 15 seconds. Um, but it, it wasn't to be, and sometimes you have to say, you know, fair play to them for throwing their bodies on the line. But, you know, I can't be my players again. Attitude, um, um, some quality we added tonight to our, our performance we'd have been missing in the past. Um, you know, we were a better team by the way. Tonight we have the clean sheet mentality. Yes, I know they hit the bar of the overhead kick and, and, and the only chance they really got was when we gave the ball away again. But look, we know that's what we're going to be. You know, we've got a lot of work to do with the football over a period of time now and, and, and we will get better. We saw tonight an improvement with the ball again. Um, we, we give little away having them a counter-attack as well. You probably expect from the wayside. Um, we're not conceding a lot of goals. Two goals at the weekend come from the counter-attack and the, and the other chance of the save that um, Aaron had to make at the weekend come from the counter-attack. So we're not giving chances away. Um, but we've just got to find that killer instinct, which, which is the hardest part of football and the reason why we've scored so few goals this season. And the Jills will head to Lincoln City on Saturday. Well, that's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Plus, you can get access to the ad-free Kent Online premium site. To do that, just head to kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Ball in Maidstone, your brand new luxury sports and gaming bar with American pool, table tennis, beer pong, live sports, delicious food and bottomless brunches.